Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and, uh, yeah, I'll admit this is the third episode we've done today. Now, granted, it is about 11.48, actually, in the evening, but this is the third episode. As I've stated before, we've got a lot, a lot of catching up to do, and hopefully we're getting, we're getting to that part where we're going to be catching up, catching up a lot. Um, actually, as far as this, this episode goes, we'll talk about a couple of, um, we'll talk about a couple of receivers, a couple of guys that were released. Well, one guy got released, and one guy did not get a franchise tag put on him, which was kind of a little bit of a surprise, but maybe not a total surprise. But, again, for those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please, by all means, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your, uh, your dog, your cat, your fellow co-worker, a random person on the street, uh, somebody in a convenience store, uh, I don't care, somebody in a library, library, and yes, People so you're still in the library nowadays. I know nowadays we can look up stuff on the internet. We have Amazon. Of course, you got if you still carry, you still do a, a Kindle. Uh, you can actually buy books off of Kindle and all you know. So yes, you can still do that. I can. I'm kind of a faulty for that. I I used to have a Kindle, but I've got a tablet where I can where it has a Kindle, you know, a Kindle bar on it to the point where I can go. And buy a book if I want to. Something I like to get back into. I've kind of got out of um, reading books. I was a very avid book reader, but I kind of got into the last, uh, gosh, I'd say the last couple of years, maybe a few years. But I like to get back into it. Hopefully, I'll get back into it at some point here very, very soon. Uh, for those of you from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers, a random person on the street corner. Whoever you need to invite, please, by all means, and I've already stated the last several episodes, uh, we're family here. Because we're family, we're all good friends, and we, we talk nothing but football. And again, the offseason's kicking in. We just talked about last episode, the signing of Derek Carr to the New Orleans Saints. We have talked about uh, Geno Smith returning to the Seattle Seahawks. And of course, if you haven't read, if you haven't heard today already, Daniel Jones has re-signed with the New York Giants. Again, it's a wise move on Daniel Jones and his new agent's part to come back to Dan to come back to the Giants, where Brian Drable made him yet made him a player last year for the first time in his career. So, and again, with that being said, they had a chance to franchise tag Barkley, which again is a, is a solid move on the Giants' part because you need Daniel Jones, you need Barkley, you need the one-two punch. You need those guys back on the offense. Now, now we have to go work on the interior of the offensive line, and we got to find us some receivers. Yeah, that's something the Giants have got to work, have got to work on to get their offense that much better and try to, you know, again, the Giants didn't make the playoffs last year, but again, again, you know, Philadelphia, Philadelphia's offense, other than maybe the return of Miles Sanders, there might be a couple offensive linemen that they might be missing next year, but Philadelphia's offense, other than that, kind of remains intact. Again, defensively, they lose a lot of players on defense. So, who knows next year? Maybe the Cowboys or the Giants have a chance to move up and maybe win, win the division. The Giants, the Giants again, they have stiff competition this year. Philadelphia is still a contender. Dallas is still a contender. Um, you look at, you look at uh, Minnesota. If the defense is straight, it's still a contender. You know, as crazy as it sounds, Detroit. If they get a defense. I wouldn't discount Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers does return. That's the and if and but behind all that. Um, again, I wouldn't count 
I'm sure they did not count. The Saints have a bear car. I wouldn't count Tampa Bay. I was just yet when I say find a veteran quarterback. Um, certainly would not count the 49ers out. Seattle's improved. Maybe the Rams back bounce bounce back and they're doing some cost cutting moves like pretty much everybody else in this league. But um, again, a lot's been going on. A lot of you know cuts. You have to get a lot of teams have got to be on their cap. Uh, there are some teams that are now that dreaded rebuilding mode is starting to start to come into effect. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, they have released uh, poor quality players. They let, uh, but they're about to let, if they haven't already let Bud Dupree go, a guy they signed a couple years away from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Bud has had some injuries since he's arrived in Tennessee, but when he's healthy, he is a viable pass rusher. And I'm sure if he's healthy, he'll be a viable pass rusher for another team, a team that's probably on the, that's probably a cusp of being a playoff team or maybe a team that can maybe they can get to the championship game or even the Super Bowl. Uh, if you do not listen to me here on Anchor, I am on iHeart Radio, you know, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Pond, you know, Apple Podcasts, um, just a few, yeah, and of course, uh, Spotify. Those are just a few that I, a few sites that I'm on. Uh, these, these, these are the places that have my special teams, that, that good stuff. Um, you know, I never really thought of, you know, actually there are some things that actually do punters, which I've never thought that was actually the case. I mean, I think, I want to say ESPN is a thing that will allow you to actually draft a head coach. It's a true story, not mine, not me. Uh, it, it's either ESPN, maybe it's not, but I, I know there's somebody out there that actually does that. 
it's like, I know Yahoo, they do like individual players like on defense, like if you want to draft TJ Watt, yeah, or someone who rush a passer, I think they give you a chance if you want to have TJ Watt and like Tavon Diggs as your guy to pick off pass or something like that. I know that those guys, that's a thing on Yahoo, I know. But again, I guess I've, I've never, again, I can't say that I've, I've been in one year, and that's been many, many moons ago, which means that's been many years ago. This will be my 35th year coming into fantasy football. So again, it's, I like to say, I told people I love playing baseball, and I enjoy doing so. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can have a, uh, a, a solid year this year, try to win, you know, you know, try to win some games, and hopefully, try to win. Some championships again. You know, again, as uh, what is it? As Vince Marty said, money might not is the only thing. It's it's not everything. It's the only thing, or at least that's what the word on the street was for so many years. Um, but um, again, if you got any questions, please by all means reach just re reach out to me, and I'll I'll like I said I'll take I'll take, I'll take you know, the whole episode. You should probably whole entire episode. People are starting their uh, drafts 2.0, 1 2.0, 3.0. 3.0. I don't see them doing one at least right this second. Maybe at some point in time, I'll get a chance to do a my own draft, my own draft view. As we all know, the Chicago Bears had the first overall pick in the draft. Um, I do not, you know, again, speculation that they may trade it, may trade that pick to add more draft picks as somebody wants to go and get that quarterback, that top I think that's enough. I think I've taken up enough of your time. I've babbled all enough. I've been talking about football there, but let's let's talk about some subject we're going to bring up. And let's bring up. Let's talk about one wide receiver, and that is Allen Robinson. We all know Allen Robinson last last all season. He was he uh, was signed by the uh, Los Angeles Rams after having a tough year with the Chicago Bears um, a couple years ago. Um, he was a top receiver with the Chicago Bears, a thousand yard a thousand yard receiver. And then he, he had to uh, endure Andy Dalton, and then Justin Fields took over, and he could not get on the same page with Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, and just wasn't, just wasn't the same. He had injuries, and he was let go. He was let go, basically. Um, the Rams came in. They signed him a three-year deal of $45 million, and a lot of people thought it was a steal for the Rams, but unfortunately, he did not appear to be. Matthew Schreff and Allen Robinson never got on the same never got on the same page and and again injuries caught him yet once again now he is uh now him and his agent are seeking a possible trade now again it makes me wonder now i know the rant now again they're trying to get under the the rams have got a lot of people they're trying to um again joe ramsey he could be possible trade bait and there's gonna be a lot of suitors for joe ramsey no, no doubt about that um there's been one rumor out there that Leonard Floyd, Leonard uh, Floyd, is a possible trade bait, or he might get cut. I think he's more of a trade type of guy. They might look looking for a, a quality outside linebacker. Floyd certainly fits that bill, and I believe he is. He is a possible trade talk. So now we've we've heard Allen Robinson wants to be traded out. So again, the Rams. You have to wonder. We talk about rebuilding mode. Now, in a way. 
in a way, it's kind of starting, it's starting to get that vibe from the Rams. If you want to get to a Rams and you want to get a little Floyd, then it's starting to come like a, a re, uh, you see like it's something rebuilding vibe. Now, granted, Matthew Stratford will still be there, but Stratford's been, has had some, he's been dinged up the last couple of years. Granted, it wasn't that long ago the Rams did win a Super Bowl and beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So, again, it's not that far off. It's not like it was uh, five years ago when he did this. It was just a couple of years ago. But, again, with them, again, the offensive line has suffered. I mean, Whitworth, when he retired, uh, you had one guy left. You had somebody else leaving be a, be a free agent. So the point is, you know, they've suffered. Uh, the running game has not has not come to par. Cam Akers, he was Cam Akers. He at one point in time, I think it was almost heartbroken in of uh, in trade material, or he was cutting him at one point in time. I mean, yeah, but again, things change, and he ended up being the best running back towards the end of the year. He was their he was their best running back. Cooper Cup is still top receiver in his league, but he suffered injury last year. Again. A lot of things, anything can did go wrong for um, the Rams last year. But again, the Rams still have some valuable pieces. Now again, again, yes, they could probably get a couple of draft picks for Gerald Manson. You could probably get a draft pick for like a Leonard Floyd. Um, I don't know if the Rams would entertain offers for, you know, for uh, Aaron Donald. I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably, uh, every team that's there probably want Aaron Donald on their team, certainly. They want to trade Cooper Cup. I'm sure there's people that would want Cooper Cup on their team. But again, it appears the Rams, the Rams, well, I can't say the Rams are quite as bad as the Tennessee Titans. But again, with Allen Robinson possibly for a, for a trade partner, you have to wonder who could come in. Now, I know they still have Van Jefferson, but Van has not really lived up to the expectations of the Rams. And to me, Van is still probably the number three receiver on this team. Now, one possibility that sits out there is a, let's say, a possible reunion. Robert Woods, a couple of years ago, Robert Woods was playing very well alongside Cooper Cup. Him and, him and Matthew had some moments, but on the whole, Matthew Stratford and Robert Woods had their moments where they were on the same page. And Robert Woods did produce pretty decent numbers, but of course, he tore his ACL. He went out, and that's when Odell Beckham came in. They signed Odell Beckham. Course, the rest is history. Now, Odell Beckham, I mean, could it be a possibility they could re-sign Odell Beckham? I'm sure Odell would probably be wanting more money than maybe a Robert Woods. But I can see, I can see the reunion. You bring Robert Woods back. You let you trade Robinson, you cut Robinson. You bring in Robert Woods. You put Cooper Woods and Jefferson together along with Tyler Higby. Okay, that doesn't. That's not bad. For Cam Akers, if you get to Cam Akers that's been the last four or five games of this, of this past season, then you have something in the running game. But the thing is, can Matthew Stratford stay healthy? And that's become an issue with Matthew Stratford. He's been digged up the last couple of years. Here's again, can you get some offensive line help? That's another issue too. I think the biggest thing is you brought Robert Woods in. You brought Robert Woods in, get some offensive line help. The Rams offensively could be back, could be back on course. Defensively, if you lose Ramsey, you lose important, important part of that, of, that, of that secondary. You lose Floyd, you lose a pass rusher. So again, it's like in the Rams, to me right now, the Rams may be the, I hate to say it, but the Rams may be the third best team in the NFC West. 
right now, I might say the 49ers still might be the best team in the division, even though Trey Lance is going to be starting quarterback. But you still got a decent offensive line. You still got McCaffrey, decent set of receivers. You still got a pretty quality defense to work with. So, again, the 49ers are the best team. Right now, I would say the Seattle Seahawks would be the second best team in that division, with the Rams probably finishing third, maybe the Cardinals fourth. That's how I look at it right now, unless, of course, free agency, we'll see how that all falls into place. But again, the question mark is, who would want a guy, who would want Allen Robinson? Well, if if somebody was to trade for Allen Robinson, I don't I, I don't know the last couple of years, like I said, he's been injury prone. I don't know if there's anybody out there that's interested in trading for Allen Robinson. Now if the Rams would cut him, I'm sure somebody would go to Allen and his agent and say, hey, we can offer you this. Now if you start looking at the only in the NFC, the New York Giants would be the first one to come to mind because the Giants need receiving help no matter what. You have to wonder, and I gotta be honest with you, Allen Robinson could somehow get on the same page of Daniel Jones because who else does Daniel have as number one receiver? Now, he took a bunch of no names last year and Daniel made it work. But if you get a veteran like Allen Robinson there, I'm not saying it's a it's not a huge upgrade, but it's an upgrade somewhere. I mean, Robinson, maybe Wendell, Wendell Robinson, they got from Kentucky. If he comes around, he's healthy. You know, again, James, who played well, who played well last year, who came over from Buffalo, you know. And, you know, again, there are some, there are some tools, I mean, again, but Robinson would certainly be a, at least a little bit of an upgrade. Again, the Dallas Cowboys come to mind. Now, again, Allen Robinson, Heard about them the last two years, but you think about it, Allen Robinson, to go with C.D. Lynn and Michael Gallup. At least that's that's kind of an upgrade. That's better than what they had last year. They won't have a Dalton Schultz. I get that, but Robinson is, is, is an upgrade. Um, Green Bay, Green Bay could use a veteran receiver presence, but then again, you don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be back or is Jordan Love taking over. Um, could I see a Chicago Bear reunion with the team? Well. I don't know. I don't know if I see the Chicago Bear reunion, but the Robinson could go back to Chicago. Again, he he would be an upgrade. Again, he'd be a small hitting upgrade, right? Um, you start looking around the Saints. I don't see the Saints as a possibility. The Panthers. The Panthers could be an interesting possibility, but again, they've got a quarterback issue. They've got to solve. But again, I can see Robinson with DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall. That would be an upgrade. That would be that would be an upgrade. You know. Right there. Um, one word possibly, what about the Atlanta Falcons? Think about this. If you have a veteran like Allen Robinson, Drake London, to go along with Kyle Pitts. Again, I don't know if Allen would go to Atlanta. I think I figure at this point in Allen's career, he wants to stay with a playoff contender. Atlanta is not quite the, not quite, not quite there. Um, again, what about the Seattle Seahawks? You think about this a way. Again, Seattle's always been looking for that number three receiver. Allen had to take a backseat and be a number three receiver. I don't know if Allen Robinson, you know, say he is at this point in his career where he can be a three receiver. I'm sure he feels he's, he's a, probably a number one, but I think Robinson would still be a, number, a decent number two in this league. So, I mean, again, the Cardinals, what if, you know, what if you trade DeAndre Hopkins, you need a receiver to come in, Robinson would be cheaper than DeAndre Hopkins. Do you bring Allen Robinson to the Cardinals? If you trade DeAndre Hopkins again, 
I'll put it, you know, I'll put it, I'll put it out, I'll put that out there as a, as a distinct possibility. If you look at the AFC, I mean, what about, what about the Buffalo Bills? Think about it. I mean, you can bring Buffalo in, bring Robinson for a cheap deal, Diggs, Robinson, maybe, you know, Davis. It's not bad. It's a little bit of an upgrade. It's not a huge upgrade that you might want, but it would be something, you know, something that you can work on. Again, what about the Patriots? Well, you lost your Jacoby Myers. You need some logical place Jacoby Myers. You can probably get Robinson cheaper than you get Jacoby Myers. Now, whether Belichick will, you know, spend money in free agency, he did in free agency a couple of years ago. Again, I don't know if he would do that or not. Um, what, about, what about the New York Jets, for example? I can see Wilson, Robinson, Elijah Moore. That's kind of an upgrade receiver. I'd be, I'd be interested. I'd be interested in that. But again, who's your quarterback going to be? What would be an Aaron Rodgers? The Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens need receivers, right? You put maybe Robinson with Bateman. Bateman, if, if you feel Bateman's the number one receiver, Robinson's certainly a, a decent number two. What about the Cleveland Browns, for example? I can see Cooper on one side, Al Robinson, Ellison on the side, and maybe a Peoples as my number three receiver. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. It's more room for Deshaun Watson to have. Again, if you start going to, what about the Tennessee Titans? Well, Tennessee needs a receiver. He can go in and work with Burks, yes. But the thing is, Tennessee's in a cost-cutting thing. Do you, does Tennessee want to test that waters? Now, what about the Indianapolis Colts? The Colts could use Allen Robinson. You think about it. Pittman could go with Robinson. At least Robinson can give you maybe at least a decent number two, but again, no quarterback. That'd be that'd be the problem. Um, but you start looking around, man. What about one team? What about the Kansas City Chiefs? You think about it this way: Harvick might not come back. Juju may not come back. You need some wide receivers. Why not go out and get Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson would come cheap, and I think Allen could probably work with. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes can pretty much work with almost anybody. Why not? Now, as far as anybody else, I don't, you know, but again, there are teams out there that, I, you know, that could probably use his services. I'm not denying that. But for Allen Robinson, there was a point in time, I can remember he started to prove the Jacksonville Jaguars. He got off to a pretty good start. And then again, it seems like, it seems like injuries always seem to uh, come back to bite him in the butt. We talked about last, last episode about Kenny Colladay. And there's a point in time in Kenny Colley's career, he was a pretty, he was a top notch. Um, he was a top 15 receiver, and then all of a sudden injuries hurt his career, cut his career. I would say cut his career short, but it, it definitely, it definitely took a toll on his career. Now in Robinson, it's gotten to be the same way, sort of. I mean, yeah. Injuries the last two years have really hurt his career, his chances. Not saying Allen can still, I think Allenson could still find a job in this league as a, as a receiver for, for somebody without what you know without a doubt. Now again, I don't I don't know if anybody out there is going to trade for Al Robinson. To me, I think that's where the Rams will probably have to cut him, eat the contract, eat his eat his contract, and and I'm sure if that happens, I'm sure somebody would negotiate with Al, with Al and his agent if the Rams cut him and say, hey, we can bring you in for this amount of money. And to me, Allen, to me at this stage, Allen's probably going to want to go to a team that is a contender worthy. Now, 
if you start looking at that, 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 that I would say the Giants is a possibility because they need a receiver. I wouldn't discount the Dallas Cowboys. They could use a number two receiver. Allen would probably come. Again, I think Allen would be cheaper than Odell Beckham. Odell would be more explosive. But then again, Odell's had an AC. He's been trying to cover an ACL injury all year. And Allen does not Allen does not have an ACL injury. So again, Allen would come out and cheaper. But Beckham, if he's healthy, it's certainly more, it's certainly more explosive. So I take the Giants. Cowboys as an outside shot. Again, again, one possibility is the Panthers, if they could find a quarterback, if they do find a quarterback, I can see Robinson coming in and working with the DJ Moore. Again, my sleeper pick would be the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have made work with Juju Schuster. I think they can work with, make it work with Alan Robinson. So again, if he goes, if he does end up, end up on these teams, then I think this is, I think, these are the places that Robinson could go. But for Allen, certainly I hope he covers his injuries. I certainly hope that he gets back, that he gets back, that he uh, gets back on track. Allen still could be a very valuable receiver to somebody's, to somebody's roster. Now, speaking of wide receivers, Jackson the Jaguars, Got some good news a couple days ago that the that Calvin Ridley has his suspension has been lifted and he went back he went back in the NFL playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now again at the trade deadline last year, Jacksonville reached out to Alabama and they got a trade from the Falcons for Calvin Ridley. Now I thought this was a sneaky good pickup for the for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And again this year I'm interested to see how that how that pays off. Now, Jacksonville, Jacksonville offensively is, is certainly starting to pick, starting to pick up is starting to pick up into another gear. Now, I would put it up here in Kansas City, not Buffalo, maybe not Cincinnati. But Jacksonville's quality is starting to start piecing together a very solid offense. Trevor Lawrence be going in his third year. Trevor made some strides last year under under Doug Peterson. The guys were a rocky start, but as the season went on, they picked up. Doug's, you know, Trevor started hitting his stride. Now again, Trevor didn't have a good first half in the Chargers. I think through four interceptions, but he came back and then threw him four touchdown passes. So Trevor still got a little bit of work to do, but again, he made some strides to improve. Now Travis Etienne to be the new number one running back. James Robinson. When the season started, Robinson was the number one running back. Travis was not to be heard from. And then again, I think James. Got dinged up, got hurt, Travis stepped in, Travis took over, the rest was history, and James was pretty much traded to the Jets, where he didn't really coexist with the Jets. So, so with that being said, you know, that Travis is, is now a new more you know, dangerous weapon at the running back spot. Now, you put Calvin Ridley with Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk, I thought, was overpaid last year by the Jacksonville Jaguars, but he stepped up and had his first 1,000-yard year. Zay Jones ended up being a very valuable number, uh, number two receiver at times last year, but he has to be number three receiver this year. Uh, Marvin Jones, he's a free agent. I don't see Marvin returning Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville did franchise tag Evan Ingram, who had a career year last year for um, for Jacksonville. And Doug Peterson knows how to use his tight ends. Zach Ertz, 
Dallas Goddard, for example. Again, I, you know, the offensive line did show a little bit of signs of improvement, but it can still use our work. Jacksonville's defense is what needs to be worked on. But again, about to go into this season, I gotta say Jacksonville was probably the team to beat in the AFC South. And adding a guy like Calvin Ridley. Now, I'm interested to see how Ridley and Trevor Lawrence work out. I think they'll work out okay. I don't see any, you know, I don't see any bad blood. I don't see any, you know, miscommunication. I'm sure at first there'll be some miscommunication because they have to get used to each other. Um, maybe, you know, Trevor will invite Calvin Ridley to his hometown. Maybe they can, you know, get together, throw some passes together and maybe, you know, kind of get on that safe same page and same wavelength and try to before they go to go to camp and maybe maybe they play a preseason game maybe but again i'm interested to see how calvin ridley works out in jacksonville and i think i think calvin ridley will be fine i think calvin ridley has a chance to be certainly without you know receiver i think he has that chance i think him and christian kirk could be a nice one-two punch maybe a couple thousand receivers maybe travis ntn could be a thousand yard running back Trevor Lawrence could throw for maybe close to maybe 4,000 yards, maybe. Again, the offense is, is starting to gear up. And I'm very interested in how this offense will work for Jacksonville this coming year. Again, again, I always thought it was a sneaky good deal. Sneaky good deal I got Calvin Ridley. And I'm interested to see how Ridley, Ridley of course, has come out and has publicly apologized to, you know, to former teammates and everything about the mistakes he made for, you know, for gambling. And usually when you're a player, whether it's in baseball, football, basketball, hockey, you're not supposed to gamble. It is illegal. And it costs, I'll tell you, it costs, it costs a lot. Uh, Pete Rose can tell you the best example of the model. When Pete, Pete Rose, he gambled on baseball. He got kicked out of baseball. And one of the greatest hitters in the history of the game, can't get into, can't get the Hall of Fame because he, you know, because he betted. Um, I know many years ago, what was it, Paul Horning, running back from Green Bay Packers, I think he did not, I think, did he serve like a year suspension or almost a year suspension? I think I read somewhere because of, um, because he was around gamblers. I, I don't know, he betted on games, but I think he was around gamblers and they were kind of fearful of that. You've heard stories about college, you know, a couple of college basketball players. This has been many, many years ago. You got in trouble for fixing your game. Um, there was an NBA referee at one time when he, yeah, did he get catch for cheating or something like that? I think he was trying to um, help some gamblers or something like that. I mean, so it, it, stuff like that happens now. Now, Calvin Lewis can not say he just bet on some games. He didn't, like, you know, miss a pass on purpose or anything like that. But for Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons is kind of like a, a downward spiral. Wasn't it long ago you had Matt Ryan was an MVP in this league? I can remember you had Devontae Freeman having a cold, a nice little one-two punch. Heck, I can remember you had Julio Jones to go along with Calvin Ridley. Heck, at one time I remember you had Tony Gonzalez, a Hall of Fame tight end. You had Mohamed Sanu at one time, who was a pretty decent, pretty decent player. I mean, you had a pretty decent offensive line. And not, not that bad of defense. At one point in time, the Falcons were one of the top teams in the NFC. And of course, times have changed. Your head football coach, Dan Quinn, is now the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Arthur Smith is running, is running the team, and Arthur Smith is, um, 
with a run-oriented football coach, and certainly that was not going to work with Calvin Ridley, which to me, to me is kind of a kiss of death because you got a talented receiver in Drake London, and if you had a better passer of the football last year, Drake could have been a thousand-yard receiver. Now Kyle Pitts, he kind of struggled under Marcus Mariota, but of course Pitts suffered an injury. He was put on the shelf for the year. But again, you've got talented guys like London, talented guys like Pitts. To me, if you found like a, a solid number two receiver, whether you found a veteran, somebody in the, in the draft, you could put, yeah, certainly I can see it now. Even if you put a guy like London with another receiver and Kyle Pitts, you've got something to work with. you got Ty Algier, who had a uh, thousand yard year last year. But the thing is, can you find the right money? Can you find the right quarterback? Did you hear Desmond Reader make his report? But for Cal Billy, he went from the, I guess you could say, from the Allen House to the Penn House in Jacksonville. Again, he's got a, a young quarterback in his third year, a good running back in Travis Etienne. You've got some running mates. you got a decent tight end at Ingram. So again, Calvin, and Calvin has a chance to pretty much be, pretty much have a chance for the East South, has a chance to get make some playoffs. Again, I think he, for some reason, could have worked out. He could have stayed he wouldn't have had that success. He probably, he might have loved it if he got maybe six or seven hundred yards because Arthur Smith was a run-oriented player. And to be honest with you, I have to wonder how much longer Arthur Blocks could put up his pocket blankets with a photo with, um, yeah, with um, Arthur Smith. I have to wonder kind of how long that's going to that's gonna last. And to me, if you got yet to me, that run-oriented offense is going to have to put the brakes on. Chance on Jackson did take a chance on him. Now they trust to see if the, if, the, if the payoff 
Jacksonville's going to be worth it this, this coming season. Again, Jacksonville has a chance to probably win the AFC South this year. you got to get it. The Texans, they've got a ways to go. The Colts, they don't have a quarterback right now to speak of. And Tennessee, Tennessee looks like they're going for two or one or eight field votes. Jacksonville could be the team to be for the next, who knows, two or three years in this, in this division. And who knows? What's a little more, some extra draft picks, maybe an old free agent signing here and there. Who knows? Jackson may surprise a lot of teams. They surprised the Chargers last year, last year's playoff. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't want Jackson to put the print any playoffs against I don't want them to play off or I should say Super Bowl tickets. I don't want them to play the you know, Super Bowl tickets. But if they keep playing the cards right, who knows? They may go with not not one playoff game, maybe they can win two Jackson had an urban line as your coach in Cincinnati could barely, could barely, could barely beat Jackson with an urban line. I can imagine now if they played him and you had a decent football coach, Doug Peterson, and much better offense, I think Cincinnati would be able to be in big trouble. Now again, Kansas City, again, again, I think Jackson would get Kansas City a little bit, a little bit fits at first, but again, Kansas City pulled away. So again, Kansas City knows just how dangerous Jackson Team of the future in the AFC. You never know. But for Calvin Ridley, I'm very interested to see what he can do. What he can do in a Jacksonville Jaguars uniform. And I want to see, you know, and like I said, I think him and Trevor will get along okay. And I can see it now. Like I said, 2,000 yard receivers, maybe. 1,000 yard running back. Maybe a 4,000 yard pass from Trevor Lawrence. I'm not sure Trevor Lawrence will add some rushing yards to that as well. But again, Doug Peterson, he's got the offense shaping up. He's got it looking good. He also got Munger. He got Bob. He got uh, Ingram is returning. So again, Jacksonville offense shaping up. I'm interested to see how Calvin really, Calvin really does this year in Jacksonville. Now, next subject we'll bring up is let's talk about franchise tags. Now, some people have already used franchise tags. We've already seen that Josh Jacobs got franchise tag by the Raiders. Um, the Dallas Cowboys is franchise, Tony Pollard, just a couple names to uh, to uh, throw out there. Um, Evan Ingram got franchise tagged by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, uh, we all know the story about Lamar Jackson. He got like a non, they call it like a non, a non-franchise tag, I guess, if I have you want to word it, to the point where he'll make 30-some million, but again, 33 million, but again, teams can negotiate can negotiate with, with that, that I guess Lamar can negotiate with other teams, but they would have to give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. Now, there's probably a team in this league that would probably give up two first round picks and probably pay and maybe pay Lamar about forty million. So I'm not saying that's not impossible. And again, Lamar has been looking for that um that Deshaun Deshaun Watson type of guaranteed money. And you had to kind of scratch. You had to kind of scratch your head because because that's a Cleveland Browns for you, right? Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, 
opened up a can of worms and now all these other quarterbacks want this big time guaranteed money you know I never heard Daniel Jones wanted the guaranteed money he wanted like 40 to was it well, I think he was looking at 45 million a year at one point in time rumors were talking about that but they had no mention of guaranteed money Geno Smith he never mentioned any guaranteed money but of course Daniel Jones and uh, Geno Smith are kind of two different cases guys that had careers this past year Lamar Jackson's been a consistent player since he's been in the NFL. He's taken his team to the playoffs. He's been an MVP in this league. But the one guy did not get a franchise tag slapped on him. Now, I believe he got it slapped on him last year, and he was going to pay, be paid even more this year, and that was one Orlando Brown. Now, a few years ago, they got he was a right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, but he wanted to play left tackle. The Ravens already had a left tackle in Ronnie Staley, who was one of the better left tackles in the league at the time. But of course, Ronnie has had injuries, has been injured the last couple of years. And he wanted to play left tackle. And the Kansas City Chiefs went to Baltimore and said, Hey, we'll make the trade. Hey, Orlando, we'll make you our left tackle. The trade was made. And again, Orlando has been a pretty stellar, has been a stellar player for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He's been an excellent pass blocker. He's been an excellent, uh, he's an excellent blocker protecting Pat Mahomes' backside. Now, now he becomes a free agent, and I'm sure a guy, a guy like Landon Brown is going to get money thrown at him, because again, left tackle is a commodity in this league. Simply put, again, you, again, if you have a very good left tackle in this league, a left tackle that can protect your quarterback's backside for many, many years, and that's where Landon Brown is at. He's a quality left tackle that's going to protect your, protect your. Uh, you know, probably the next for the next several years, the next six, probably seven years, maybe. Um, Trent Williams has made a lot of money being a <laughs> protecting uh, San Francisco quarterbacks' backsides, and even in in Washington, we had protected uh, Kirk Cousins' backside at one point in time. Again, left tackles are hard commodity. Offensive line in general is is a commodity in this league because certainly you need to you need to have a good offensive line to protect your quarterback. And certainly you can ask Joe Burrow the question of that one because a couple of years ago, yeah, he was taking he was he was taking way too many hits. The Bengals upgraded the offensive line. Why don't you ask Patrick Mahomes a couple of years ago what was that like when he had taken on the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he was on his backside entirely too much. That's where Orlando Brown came in. Granted, they had injuries on a lot of injuries on the offensive line, but again. This is when guys like Orlando Brown came in. This is when they drafted well on the, on the offensive line, especially Creed Humphrey. He was an excellent pickup. Again, you know that's the one thing about the one thing about Andy Reid is one thing about that organization is they know how to they know how to somehow bop and weave and you know and draft very well. I mean, offensive linemen. Um, they have they've done okay for themselves at receivers, but again, some receivers have not really panned out. Um, they'll they'll draft again. They did draft was it Bolton, who ended, who has played very well for them at the linebacking position. But again, of course, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid thought he was going to be the next the next big thing at quarterback, and again, Andy was right. He sat him for a year, let him learn under Alex Smith. He took over, and the rest is history. But again, pretty as they do that, they did not want to pay 
Orlando Brown a lot of money. Now, I know they've got a lot of money tied to Ben Mahomes, money tied to Travis Kelsey. Uh, they probably have money tied up in Chris Jones. Well, maybe not. I think Chris Jones got a contract. His contract is going to have to be negotiated. And Chris is going to a lot of money. And Chris has been one of the better defensive tackles in the league last several years now. But they released, they love they're on the way to releasing Frank Reich. But again, you would think deep down inside that the Chiefs learned a lesson a few years ago in the Super Bowl is to not mess around with, yeah, with Patrick Mahomes' protection. Now, I know that Orlando Brown and his agent want a lot of money, and it appears that it appears that Holmes might lose, might lose him. And again, what that situation is, who's losing to his left tackle spot? Now we talked about Taylor Lunen, who is the um, offensive tackle for the former offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Could you bring him in? Yes, at 31 years old, he's had injuries the last couple of years, but he can still play. Again, you could probably bring, you can probably get him cheaper than you could Orlando Brown. But then again, injuries are have been this thing the last couple of years. Um, you start thinking, uh, you start thinking about other guys that can come in and play and you know play the left tackle position. But again, offensive line is very important. Everybody wants to have a quality offensive line. I mean, like I said, Kansas City learned that lesson a few years ago. Cincinnati learned that lesson. Again, teams like the Los Angeles Rams, who kind of took the offensive line for granted a couple of years ago, well, you have retirements, free agency left. And again, yeah, why don't you ask the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, there was a couple of points in time. I mean, you talk about Emmitt Smith. How do you think Emmitt Smith felt when he ran, ran behind that Dallas, that Dallas line? Think about the Hogs with Washington. How do you think John Riggins, John Riggins felt running, through that, running behind that line? Her thighs being protected by that line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you think of all those years the offensive line that Terry Bradshaw had behind? Yeah. He had, was it Mike Rester, one of the better, one of the, uh, a Hall of Fame center? Again, offensive line is very important. And deep down inside, I know that the Chiefs believe that because they made, because they made some adjustments on that. You know, like I said, the Chiefs learned that lesson, you know, like a few years ago. And to me, they need to they need to rethink this situation with, with Orlando Brown. They need to really sit down, talk to the agent, see what it would take to get him in. I'm sure it's going to take a lot of money to bring Orlando Brown back, but you want somebody to protect Patrick Mahomes' backside. And you don't, yeah, you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to be too cheap about it either. Now, I know Mahomes... The one thing Patrick Mahomes did come out and said he wants to win championships. And I don't know if you can go to Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you can wiggle room his contract once you get Orlando Brown here in here. Maybe Patrick's willing to do that. I don't know. I'm sure Patrick's not going to buy money. He makes enough off endorsement deals and being a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, could you wiggle room, wiggle room with Travis Kelsey again? Travis has made his shelf of money. He is a Pro Bowl tight end, future Hall of Famer. Um, just recently hosted with Saturday Night Live. I didn't. I did not get a chance to see the episode that he hosts. But um, again, you have to. You have to wonder now. Again, again, here's the thing: if you don't bring Juju back, Harden back, that's more money that you have to work with. Let's say you let Frank Clark go. Okay. Again, that's more money to work with. 
maybe that's money that you that you could use to work towards keeping a guy like Orlando Orlando Brown in town. But again, deep down inside, I hope the Chiefs are not gonna make the same mistake that they made. That they made, you know. I certainly hope not, because let's be honest with you, if you're gonna do that, then you have to start looking at take a look at the take a look at the Buffalo Bills now. The Buffalo Bills had a pretty good pass rush when Vaughn Miller was there. Once Vaughn Miller got hurt, the offensive line took a step back. And again, if Vaughn Miller comes back, it's healthy. It's healthy. Then again, Buffalo's defense has been a top ten defense the last couple of years. Now, granted, they've got some issues. They've got some issues. They've got to work on work through on the offensive, on the excuse me, the defensive side of the ball. But again, again, Miami. I'm interested with Miami. Miami's got some talent. And Vic Banjo. If Vic Banjo comes in, comes in, Vic's gonna blitz. And trust me, Miami has to face Kansas City at some point in time. You got Orlando Brown. Your offensive line's a little shaky. That's gonna hurt Patrick Mahomes. And you think about the Jets, I know the Jets, the Jets defense has gotten a lot better. Again, you might not say, well, I don't know if I feel the Jets in months, but the Jets have a pretty decent defense. Um, you start looking around. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, you got to remember, you got one T.J. Watt. You put T.J. Watt on the side that Atlanta Brown wasn't on. That's pressure. The Bengals defense has been pretty stellar the last, the last few years. But again, you ran to the Bengals. You ran to the Bengals and took you last the very first time last year to actually beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Yet, this is the, uh, I think you had four beating it. Fourth meeting, it took you four meetings to finally beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Now again, the Colts, the Colts have a pretty nice defense. Now again, the Chargers. Now think about it. The Chargers have a pretty decent defense. If it's a healthy from Cleo Mack to Bosa, they can put pressure on you. But again, that's the thing. Again, I hope Kansas does not make the mistake. Certainly, uh, I hope they have a backup plan B, a backup plan C. Because if they don't bring Randall Brown back, and certainly a lot of teams in the NFL that would go jump on Randall Brown, yeah, in a, in a heartbeat, with no, you know, with no questions asked. But for me, Orlando, I'm, it could be a mistake. Maybe come back to back, fight Kansas City back in the butt if Orlando does not sign, does not, if they cannot get Randall Brown to come back and sign the contract. If he just sit down there, he just sit down and figure some kind of common ground. It's important to protect Patrick Mahomes' backside, bottom line. The left tackles are hard to come by. There are nine and a dozen. If you get a good left tackle, he could be your player. He could be there for the next 11, 12 years. And there are some quality left, left, left tackles in this league. That's a very important position on the football field. A lot of people talk about the quarterback, maybe the running quarterback, out of doubt. You'd like to have that running game. Like to have the number one receiver, like to have the pass rusher, like to have that, that top notch cornerback. But a lot of people don't talk about is that left tackle and that offensive line. And that's important to a good running game and certainly to a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. But I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what they plan on doing moving forward. Can, do they sit down? Can they talk to land around? Can they convince him to come back? Or do they go a cheaper route? Do they go out and reach out? Two of the veteran left tackles can rarely get cut. A guy like maybe David Bakhtiari, he has not officially been released, but do you go out and get David Bakhtiari 
Jewish thing. Jewish a decent left tackle that's been for many years. But the problem is injuries. I come back to my game of the part. Do you great? Do you good? Maybe sure you can bring David in. Yeah, probably for a cheaper price, maybe Orlando Brown. But for the Chiefs moving forward, I certainly hope that's something that's a mistake that they do not make. And get cheap on the offensive line. Because you gotta remember, you got cheap on the offensive line once before and it came back to bite you in the butt. Now for the very last subject, we'll talk about a player that got released, a player that's been on the team for about eight years, and that is one Eric Kendricks, the uh, linebacker for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, Eric has been a sophomore for the Vikings for, for eight years since they drafted him, and he has played, again, he's been a pro bowler. Again, Minnesota Vikings are pretty much like everybody else in the league right now. They're the numbers crunch. Uh, there's been you know so much speculation on Minnesota. I've heard about Kirk Cousins. This will probably be his last year with the uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, in 2024, they probably go with the new with a brand new quarterback. They may be looking for a quarterback, a possibly young quarterback in this year's draft. Um, they've talked about moving on from Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is still a a top-notch running back in this league, but they want to move on from him. There may, there may be uh, an offensive line that could get released. Um, unfortunately, Kendrick's got got cut. Um, Patrick Pearson may not be back with the um, you know with the Minnesota Vikings. They talked about Harrison Smith, who counts, who's been the team for a long, long time. They talked about releasing him because, again, of salary cap issues. But, and again, unfortunately, we're in the day, of course, guys like Eric Kendricks, they know, they know this is a business now. And I've always said this before, sometimes in business you make that, those tough decisions. I mean, you don't want to see a player go. You don't want to see a particular employee, you know, employee walk out. But if he gets a, an offer 10 times better than what you're giving him, then that employee is going to, he or she, then that employee is going to jump ship. And again, with Kendrick's, I'm not saying Kendrick, Kendrick will have certainly a, uh, he will certainly have, uh, he'll certainly find his um, team that will certainly reach, reach out for his, for his services. Um, a team like, you know, the Giants, the Giants could probably use, could probably use him. I believe they got some, they got, um, I believe they have a little salary cap they can deal with. I mean, what about, you know, what about, you know, Dallas? Dallas could use some linebacker deal. What about they got Aaron Barr last year? Why not get Kendricks? Um, you know, I would get Washington. Washington could use him. I can see him in Philadelphia. I can see him in any team in the, in the NFC. Heck, Detroit. Detroit could use some help. On linebacking, heck, the Bears could use the Chicago Bears could use could could use him. There's there's many, there's many teams in this league. Um, I can see the Saints taking that. I can see the Saints taking taking a chance on him. Atlanta Falcons could take a chance. You know, could take could take a chance on him. What about the Seattle Seahawks? Seattle could take a chance on him. I know there's a guy like Bobby Wagner that's out there, and Bobby. A lot of people see Bobby Wagner, more than go see Eric Kendricks. But again, Kendricks might come cheaper than Bobby Wagner. But I can see maybe Kendricks in Seattle. I can see maybe in the Cardinals. Maybe the Cardinals have, you know, have an, have an interest in him. Uh, what about the Rams? If you get rid of Floyd, do you bring in Kendricks? Kendricks is not the pass rusher that 
Not as long as, but hey, the dead catchers might come cheaper than Leonard Floyd. If you go to the AFC, you start thinking about the AFC, what about the New England Patriots? I mean, Kendrick seems like a Bill Belichick type of guy, right? Again, maybe, you know, again, Cleveland. Cleveland's had some linebacking issues. Do you go get Eric Kendrick's blueprint in Cleveland? Uh, one team is, what about the Cincinnati Bengals? I would love to have Kendrick's on my team. The Bengals are, are going to lose Ellis Pettit. Yeah, Pettit, the, uh, the third linebacker. Why not bring Kendrick's in? Let him get the guy to take over. Um, Tennessee, I can see it in Tennessee. They need some defensive help anywhere, shape, or form. Um, I think Jacksonville could be very an interesting, could be an interesting fit, you know, fit for him. Could I see, I can maybe see him in Kansas City, certainly. The Raiders could certainly use linebacking help. Um, again, there are some teams that they could certainly use Kendrick's services, and um, I'm sure you'll have, you'll find plenty of suitors down there. But see, Minnesota is kind of that, is, like I said, like most teams in this league, they're going for that, that crunch. They're going for that crunch. You got, they got to get, they got to get, you know, they got to get players. They got to get, you know, players on the, um, they got to get their teams on the cap. And you have to wonder, in Minnesota, Minnesota team last year, that won, what, 13 games last year? To me, they're not, they're, that could be a team that's going 13 games this year. Their defense, again, they got to do defense. They got Brian Flores. And, again, you lose Kendricks. There's a possibility you might lose Patrick Peterson. You may lose a couple more guys on the um, defense side of the ball. But hopefully the offense hasn't been an issue for him. Kirk Cousins will be back. But can you get Dalvin Cook to take a pay cut? Can you get maybe Adam Thielen to take a pay cut? If not, Thielen may, be, may become uh, expendable for the team. And again, Thielen can wind up being like Kendricks, team, a management of the team for a long time. Will be cut, and again, that's a sad, that's a sad state. But again, like you said, it's hard. It's hard to do. I mean, like you said, if you're a company, you make cutbacks, right? Some companies make cutbacks. You make cutbacks that you don't want to do. You have to. But again, unfortunately, that's kind of the way the world works. Whether you're a sports franchise. Or you're you're working for everyday business. I mean, there's cutbacks that have to be made, right? There's cutbacks, and there's pe there's you know people lose job because of cutbacks. I mean, even people like Amazon, you know, is losing jobs. Whether whether you're a Walmart and Amazon, heck, they had to make cutbacks. Even people like IBM have to make cutbacks. Unfortunately, that's that's kind of the world we're we're in. It's not right. No, it's not right. I mean, again, I was kind of in that boat before. Sort of in the boat. But it's like one business bought out another business. I stayed on. But then again, when that business sold, it left not only me, but many, many, many others out of, out of a job. And I spent eight solid months looking for a job. And those eight months were hard, hard as I don't know what because I didn't know where I was going to what I was going to do. It took eight long months, and eight long months, again, Eric Hendricks, he would have had eight, eight long months to look, but again, Eric is pretty much like everybody else. 
get our numbers crunch. But I'm sure Eric will have no problem finding a job in the, with any team. That's all I have time in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves. See you again soon.